We trying to run them numbers up, y'all. You want to help grow the brand? Subscribe to the YouTube right now. Be the first to check out new episodes of Taste and Notes from the Streets, our fire visual and event series where we pair our favorite foods from the hood with different wines from around the world. I mean... If you only listen to the podcast, you're only getting half the fun. So subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube. One. This is a moment in wine and hip hop brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop. Wine and music. Yeah, what's good, y'all? It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Bobs, a.k.a. Young Thanos, because I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. I've been looking forward to today's show for quite some time. Today, we got the big homie in the building, and I do mean the big homie. He is seven feet tall. My man, NBA champ, Channing Fry. If you've been paying attention, you know that Channing has gotten really deep into the wine game over the last few years. He got chosen family wines out there in Oregon. They're expanding. They doing some crazy things. He's on TV. He has been busting moves since retirement, really. When you watch Channing as a commentator on TV or as a host of his own show, or even when you look back to him as a player in the NBA, he was always a hilarious dude. He was always leading a conversation. So I was super, super happy to sit down with him, learn more about what brought him into the wine industry, where his passion was, and getting a better understanding of where this fascination with wine started in the NBA. We've been really lucky to hear this story evolve from a few different sides. Y'all know how close basketball and hip hop is. Every basketball player wanna be a rapper. Every rapper wanna be a basketball player. It really is a part of one culture. So I love to see wine as a part of that as well. When I saw that Channing had started Chosen Family Wines, his level of seriousness for the craft is what really stood out. It didn't feel like he was running around trying to get noticed. It wasn't a whole bunch of video shoots with him in the vineyards and everything. He announced that the company was started and put his head down and locked in on making the best wine possible. He really made the approach of putting the wine first, not the marketing. When you got a good product, the product speaks for itself. And now seeing the growth of the company, I'm noticing a lot more front-facing things. So it's just a beautiful thing to see, man. So it was cool to sit down with him and break down what that process was like but also talk some basketball man you know i, I had to get the lowdown on that chip man these dudes came back from 3-1 in the finals come on but as you can tell from listening to this episode we had so much fun recording it we hung out after like i, I absolutely consider him a friend and look forward to hanging out with him even more man it's a cool dude and the wines is fire so enjoy this episode definitely hit us up in the comments share this with your friends like pop a bottle of chosen family wines while you turn this up because this is definitely one you're going to want to savor if you're not subscribed to the podcast already make sure you subscribe to the podcast jump online go subscribe to the youtube because these visuals will be on there before you know it and look, just, just stay tuned in general. We got a lot happening. Y'all already know the Terroir Tour is coming up May 24th through May 28th. You're going to have to book that extremely early. There's a very, very limited amount of spots. I don't try to make my crew too big. So make sure you DM me on IG at Wine and Hip Hop Show. Send us an email, whatever. I hope to see you there. But without further ado, my man, Channing Fry. What's up, bro? Listen, I'm a comic book nerd, so like the Thanos reference, I really do. I get it. You know, I, I get I, it. I, I understand Thanos's plight. He wasn't all bad. He no, was he's just not. a little too aggressive in his yeah, mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you, we all got friends like that. We're like, hey, man, calm down, man. Listen, don't run down. Walk down. Exactly, exactly. Right, listen. So, and this wine thing with, with bringing wine and hip-hop to the front, I've been on my Thanos. Yeah, shit. totally. Some people might have needed to tell me to calm down. But, <laughs> no, no, you're good. Here we are. We watch them. You're good. You're good. <laughs> but yo, man, thank you for joining us on the show, man. It's a true, true honor to have you on here. Um, definitely wanted to grab you on here for a while because, you know, as you know, NBA and wine have right, now right. become boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they rocking. 
But um, you've really taken your time and built your stature in the business, not even just from a, uh, a celebrity perspective, but you like, you really tapped in. You're the guy running your ship. Yeah, I, I think it was uh, extremely important when we started this that I and our team knew that I was going to be very hands-on and that we, we can't be authentic if we're not having a voice at the table. Mm. So like for me, I've been, in, I've been in Oregon 15 years. So I've been wine tasting since then. I grew up in Arizona. So I treated myself as a rookie, like humble, ready to learn, ready to, you know, like absorb the information, but to translate it. So for me, my guy Jake and some of the other owners, Kevin, um, we are very hands-on about all this. And I think for me being at the forefront of this, being the majority owner, being the owner, being the guy that most people see, the guy that is talking about this more than anybody, number one, I have to be informed. Number two, I have to earn respect, not just because of who I was in basketball, right. because that don't mean squat to what it means right. in wine, but also somebody that's going to be true and communicate to, to his people, to his community, but also like respect the tradition of wine, right. but say we weren't involved in that tradition. So now we are. Let's walk hand in hand right. because you can't avoid me anymore. We're not and, diminishing this. We're no. part of it and we're all growing together. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it doesn't make sense. If you, if you were to take a business person, right? And, and wine is a luxury good. Mm. If you were to take a business person and say, you know what? Let's just talk to 10% of everyone and just make it really expensive. Why wouldn't somebody go, well, damn, if you're only talking to 10, why don't I talk to 40 or 50 or 90 or to 100, right? right? If you're going to tell me as a shooter, I'm going to get... 10 shots or I get 100, mm. give me that 100 every single time. Yeah, better percentage. If I, because I believe in myself. In. Something going I'm in. Leaving here with I can go. <laughs> I'm around the way. I'm leaving here with something. Dude, that was a great interview, by the way. Yo, that was so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, you got to, right? <laughs> Listen, you know, and so for us, it's just like we want to make sure that we are always putting the best juice to earn trust. I don't expect people. And we talked about this off air. I don't expect people just to assume, oh, Channing played basketball, so now he knows about wine. I want you to trust me. If you could trust me with $40, you could trust me with 50 right. You could trust me with 60 You could trust our membership. Right, you could right. trust our membership parties. You could trust our brand. You could trust where we're going because it's always going to be authentic because I'm tethered to something that no one else in the industry is tethered to. Right. Right? And that's the difference. That's the biggest difference. If the way I communicate to you makes you want to have a glass of wine, please, God, do it. It doesn't have to be mine. It could be CJ's. It could be D. Wade's. It could be Isaiah Thomas's. It could be anybody's. Right. But I, for you to enjoy the thing that I'm extremely passionate about as I get kind of hyped up here <laughs> is, is all that I really want. And for me, you know, I have four kids. And so to take my kids to vineyards, I grew up in Arizona. I knew desert. Right? I knew yeah. desert and I knew San Diego. All everyone from Arizona goes to San Diego. He's trying to go play with them. Right, we're gonna go to San Diego. We're going to SeaWorld and you know, we're gonna get splashed up and get in that car wet. Let's go. You know, but like my kids are seeing stuff that I, I didn't even know existed. They're looking at places that are on a cobble road that I would say this has gotta be worth a hundred million dollars. This is affordable. So for us, if I don't for the next generation move the door open a little bit and say, come on, like walk in, right, with yeah. me, and do it correctly, then I'm doing a disservice. I shouldn't be doing this. It stays unapproachable. It stays unapproachable. It should not be, we were talking, you, yeah. you make burgundy and grilled cheese. Yeah. I was talking about Syrah and Hawaiian food, exactly. or get a Euro, <laughs> right? Like, it doesn't have to be what your yeah, parents do was. do what you do. Yes, do what That's you do, enjoy it. Nothing that we, that our parents did, for the most part, pertains other than respect right. in this day and age. Yeah. Your parents didn't have internet. They didn't have the resources we did. They didn't have the music we did. They didn't have the access or the airplanes or the, the, the ability to learn at like this. So why would you take those traditions of what was fed or served to them and not make that your own? Because I would never in the 80s or 70s or 60s have an opportunity to work in Grand Cru sites in Oregon or be able to work with, make 
almost 5,000 cases of wine a year as a black man, ex-NBA player, under 40. Right. <laughs> like, come on. Like, it's crazy to think yeah. about. Right. I'd say so, you know, it's wine and hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, so please. I got to make sure that the people understand your, your hip-hop perspective. So oh. a lot of times I ask, and now yeah, you're a wine guest. I mm. asked my wine guest this, and now you're a wine guest, mm. right? So I, I, I asked our wine guest, uh, if you could compare yourself to a rapper, oh. what rapper embodies your style? Nate Dogg, not even Nate close. Dog? Nate Dogg. Yeah? Oh, shit. That's, that's Listen, I've never heard. Nobody I'm a big, that. here's why. Nate Dogg on anything, mm. absolute fire. Nate Dogg by himself, this, you're going to say, I can put this on and feel good every day. Yeah, I got, Is it going to be, I there's no wavering. What? That, dude, that crazy. That, that was that shit with that drop. Stop. Yeah. Anything Nate Dogg was on, yeah. we do collaborations with up to five, six different winemakers. So when we do a collaboration, that's Nate Dogg saying, listen, you make the song and we're going to put our touch. I'm going to put my touch on it. Mm. So for us, you know, not that I thought about this, but I think about these things when I'm thinking about my son who's 12. Right. My daughter who's 10. who are now getting into 90s hip hop. Right. So I'm like, man, don't, no offense. Don't listen to this. Listen to this. This is what I grew up on. They gravitated towards that because it wasn't about what, you know, 90s hip hop is not about what I'm going to do. It was a reflection of what was happening which today everyone talks about what they're going to do or what they, did or what they yeah, they got in the booth. big dum-dums, you know, listen, they'll be a snitching on themselves. Yeah. I'm going to kill but, You know, I, listen, you know, no offense, I don't want all that, right? I don't want all that. Listen, I want you to tell me what's going on down yeah, there. Yeah. I want to hear the, str- like, I don't want to hear the struggle. I want to feel it. Like, it is an, an artistic mm-hmm. outlet. And I think that's what's missing, right? That's why everyone, when Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole put something out, People swarm to that because it's all it's extremely authentic. They ain't talking about no damn chains, right? They ain't talking about none of that stuff. Now, I understand there's a time and place to stun on a fool. I understand. Sometimes you got to put that shit to hype you up. Listen, but see, I'm a wine guy, so sometimes I'm about to stun on you with a little bottle. I'm going to get a bottle that only the wine people know. They're like, uh-oh. You're going to years. The minute you start going to years in an old world country, that's when they know, right? That's when you start stunning. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that that O2? Oh shit. Don't got no label on it. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, here's this shiner I kept in the back just in case. <laughs> yeah, I just dug this out. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite line. I just dug this out of the cellar. <laughs> no. The the cellar line is what lets you know I came to play. Oh, <laughs> listen. No, no. You know what's crazy? If I had my phone, I would show you. Uh I finally got mine on this thing called like Veen Folio or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I got like I think I had 850 bottles, not including Magnums. <laughs> but like, it's fun because when people come over, I get to teach. Right. So like, people are like, well, I don't really, I, I love when people say, I don't really like white wine. I mean, man, stop it. Let me fix you. So let me fix you up. Let yeah. me fix your life. I'm going to show them what they used to drink. And then from that, stylistically, we're going to go to Chablis. Right. We're going to go to young Riesling, old Riesling, yeah. right? Old world stuff. Like, and so I'm going to show them the gamut. My might be eight bottles, might be 12. We're going to have a good time. On you, oh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and so, you know, it's been fun to be that guy, and I'm still learning, but it's been fun to be, like, the source of information. Like, I'm right. the Google wine guy yeah. for my group of friends, and so it makes me want to learn more, and the best way to learn is to drink. So, so you know what's interesting? Like, we was talking about this earlier, and the way that you describe wine, this is what probably, like, all right, we got to go, because I, I got yeah, yeah. shit on this. Yeah. But, like, the way that you describe wine is a lot of, like, how we talk about music often. Yeah. When you're excited about a new artist or whatever, but, like, I'm that person. I enjoy to put people on to new shit. Like, right. I remember when Kanye West was doing beats, and he wasn't signed to Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah. Puffy you, Cheeks got in. You could search exactly. You could search LimeWire and you could find that original <laughs> version of Home. You yeah. know, he had all these different joints out. And I'm like, yo, this dude Kanye West is nice. But it was like this. I probably bought that first album for like five people just so they could hear it. Yeah, it's like a thing of I want to be the person to introduce this. To yeah, you. and I feel like that's how you are for wine a lot. You oh, know, I like appreciate that, that. That passion and trying to put people on. So like. Where did that develop? You know, because now everybody in the NBA, well, a lot of a people, lot of in people. The NBA right? Wine, not everyone, but it's very synonymous with the culture of the NBA, right. wine and NBA. Like it's super synonymous. 
did this start during your time there in the NBA? Was was that a part of the culture at the time you developed that passion? No, you know, it started when I was on this boo boo ass team, and I was like, man, I need to get drunk for a little bit. <laughs> you know what? And I wish I was joking, but listen, I was in Orlando and we were garbage, and I was the oldest dude on the team, and Orlando's hard to find. I'm up. I live in Portland because it is a you know, like there's a stick in the middle of the ground that says anything not Portland is not welcome. So the culture of Portland is where do you get your cheese? Where do you get your fish? Where do you get your chicken? Now, sometimes that gets over exaggerated, but the best wines, the best beer, the best restaurants for a, such a small city. I love it. I love that it's always pushing itself. Right. But in a small sense, it's like a big ass college city. Right. So for me, what happened was. I would go wine tasting and finally Jake, my, my business partner, got into the wine industry at Longolo Estate. He was their you know, general manager. And I was like, yo, man, you gotta send me some boxes of wine, man. Like, I couldn't go out with the kids. The only person I'd go out with was like Willie Green. And me and him would drink wine. Right. But I was like, well, if I'm gonna be here, beautiful Orlando, or at the Bugs and the Lizards, let me just drink some wine and enjoy my time with my family. So he would send me boxes of just different wine and I would do research on these wines, like sitting there. So all of a sudden we go out to dinner, we go out to this place, it's called, I think it's called Scratch. So each week they would make a whole new menu from scratch. So, but their wine list was awesome. So I ended up knowing the guy and was like, hey man, like what new wine should I have? Let me get three, I could take two home or whatnot. So then I'm learning again. So it was constantly start to learn. So then I get on an airplane. Now let's say we have practice at 11, we ain't playing till next day at seven. We go on the airplane at three. What am I doing from three all the way to eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning? I'm gonna get my sip on, right? <laughs> so I'm bringing bottles of Oregon Pinot on the plane and these young fellas are like, oh no, what are you doing? Like, uh, you know, I'm like, man, we got 18 hours until we do anything between this dinner, me sleeping, working out, running, shoot around, another nap, coffee, like a steam room, I'm going to be all right. Like I'm not drinking 10 bottles of wine. Right. So anyways, it started there. I got traded to Cleveland. So I kind of brought that with me. But now I'm on a vet team with Bron, Kevin, Tristan, Kyrie, Richard, mm -hmm. Shump, right? All those dudes. So they're like, oh, you're just going to bring wine for yourself. So I man, that's a damn 15 people on the team. I'm not bringing a case of wine. Right. And they're like, all right, man, you bring six. Somebody else bring six. So... I was like, all right. So for me, I was like, I tried bringing some boo-boo wine at first because I'm like, you know, a little penny pinch. I'm a little like, cheap. Let's, let's see. You know, let's see. Okay, they were not having that. They were not. No, no, they were not having that. They were not having that. So next time I said, okay, I'm just going to ride out for the Northwest, right? Because Kevin's a big Napa guy. Braun's an Italian guy. But, you know, obviously Braun gets what Braun wants. Right. Tristan's doing his thing. You know, and other guys, rookies and stuff, would bring, you know, whatever they knew. Right, Opus One, stuff like Silver Oaks, Camuses, right, which are not bad, but it's you know they're they're beginner stuff, right, right? on the spectrum. So they became our thing. So as a team of alpha males, a team where we're all vets, we all got kids and family. Like for us to be connected, not only on the plane, we go to dinner. Whatever didn't get drank, come to dinner. Now we're connecting at dinner. Why'd you bring this? Like, where's this from? Where's that? Like. Oh, have you been there? I've been to this. You've been to Petrus. I've been to, you know, uh, Chateau Palmer. I've been to blah, blah, blah. Oh, who do you know? So now yeah. you're, as a teammate, these are, you're connecting with another man differently than you've ever connected before because it's not just basketball. Right. It's easy to it's talk basketball. passion. It is, yes. Like, oh, absolutely. With wine and, you know, I talk about wine and hip hop a lot, but it's like it's created to be enjoyed together. You know, you oh. don't, it's not for you. You can, if you want to, drink that bottle by yourself. But yeah. it's made to be enjoyed with friends. Well, so listen, it's, who it's, gets the music first? So, <laughs> Braun had the tracks, the Drake track. He had the Drake Braun album like, months. What? Oh, this boy. He played what for sure? Listen, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Was no, they send it like he get a text. He's like, hey, man, let me see my speaker. Drake just sent me this. <laughs> You're like, what is this? Next thing you know, platinum hit six months later. You're like, man, this is already played out in the locker room. That's like, crazy. it was crazy. Oh, the Kendrick Lamar, 2 Chains, 
Drake, anything, right? But, you know, you know, Big Dolph, like anything yeah. that you would think. This dude already had the music. So like the wine, the hip hop, the scene, the, that is, that was us as a team. And it was all the time. And if it wasn't hip hop, it was R&B. And then Big Noodles, shout out Ramos, uh, you know, was was with us with the team, had the speaker going, and you would have thought we were just Sunday Sunday R and B brunch at dinner. It was right. cracking. It it's was cracking. Crazy to hear that because you, I mean, that that team, you know, obviously you guys, y'all took that chip. Like, right, right. First of all, first time I ever cried during sports. That fucking chip was special, son. <laughs> That shit yeah, it was. was yes, it was. I was, was. was in Martha's Vineyard at the time. Ooh, that's a small there. flex. That's a flex. Yo, what he just did there. Do you feel like wine gelled the team over more? Like, do you feel like that extended onto the court a little bit? <sighs> yeah, I have to say yes and no. I have to say it became because when you have half your team is under thirty, right. and you know, like Kyrie and his crew was under thirty, young young bucks. Right. Then you have the older guys, wife, kids, family, and to be able to connect, right? So a guy to say, you know what? I have two hours. Am I going to go home, say what's up to my wife or come back? Or am I going to spend it with my teammates? 99% of the time, it was like, yo, I'm going to spend it with my teammates. But, you know, my wife understood, my friends, you know, my teammates' wife understood that what we had in that opportunity was something that was more important than that moment. And so, like, I respect my family, everybody, wife, kids, for allowing me to, I have never been and no one has ever been more laser-sighted on one thing. There was nothing we talked about more than either winning those games or, you know, wine or what we're drinking and where we're going out to eat. But, like, you know, San Francisco is not the nicest city in the world, so we had to pick and choose where we were eating and drinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you get shanked by a crazy person out there. Well, just a, like AIDS needle. Oh, for sure. Oh, like, you just walking like oh. That's a, that's a leg. Hey, remember Kevin Hart? Don't <laughs> 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 let him know, touch the tug. Huh? Nah, nah, well, listen, look, I ain't got hands, but I'm gonna give you a, a big club. <laughs> I'm seven foot. I'll club you. Yo, that's crazy, though, man. So like the. It's, it's just crazy to see how this slow development, but it feels like basketball and wine have always gone together for you and really been a part of that journey. Yeah, so I think you got to look at like what basketball the NBA is, and, and NBA players are, as individuals, promoted more than any other sport. Right. So as a business person, if I want to reach out to Channing, uh, Kevin Durant, LeBron, I don't have to go through a team. I don't have to go through anything. I can literally go, hey, Twitter, right? Hey, Instagram. Hey, agent. I want to go to dinner with you. And so the more dinners, the more lunches, the more events that they start to go to, they realize, number one, I need to have something because you want to have a drink. It's just customary for the most part, right? To have a drink or do something. But you're not going to be sitting up here drinking cognac at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Right? So understanding the nuances of business and how basketball players are millionaires. Right. Some of them, small 2% or 100 millionaires. Think about when you want money from billionaires, how do they operate? What do they talk about? What is their cadence? What do they dress like? How do they look? For the most part, for the right. most part. Right. Now you have to always be authentic to yourself, but you know, basketball players, because I don't, you know, I don't really know like what NFL or other players are like, but I can look in a room, understand the cadence of how people are moving around, mm-hmm. whether I have to tuck my shirt in, whether I got to pull it out, whether I can keep my laces on, whether I need to go put my jacket on. Like I can feel the room, and most right. NBA players can feel the room. And if you have an opportunity to, hey man, I got this bottle of wine, I've been wanting to try it. Let me get this 86 Margot. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Chen- oh, wow. Chen, you like the Margot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you like... They'll test you. Yeah, that's the... Why do you why, like 86? Don't we hit them with that shit? Then right. We- but but with, because you're educating yourself on something, you're not just a dumb jock sitting there. Yeah. Right? And we, you know, bronze big on more than an athlete. There are no players on earth more, uh, like, business... Uh, with their feet 10 toes down mm-hmm. than NBA players. It no. just doesn't seem like that. Definitely. But we are promoted. Look at, I can name 50 players that have done crazy things 
in the business realm. Look at Magic Johnson. Crazy. Yo, the wildest shit I heard <laughs> Magic Johnson say when he, he said some shit like, oh, I don't do million dollar deals anymore. No. <laughs> it was like, it takes the same time to do a million dollar deal that it takes to do a hundred million dollar deal. Yeah. You got to be in a different space to be like, yeah, the million dollar shit, it ain't worth my time. <laughs> I mean, again, but that's what I'm saying. So Magic, Magic, Jordan, the 80s players, as much as the 80s players, you know, are kind of getting on the new players for saying the basketball part, the 80s players set the table. We brought the utensils and the wine yeah. and the chairs. Because it's just the, the access to us is different, right. right? We didn't grow up understanding what uh, Jordan was doing, what Patrick Ewing was doing, right? You know exactly what Jimmy, you know, Bam, Luka, oh, yeah. Jokic, so you know exactly that, what they like, where they're going, how many points. Like, it's, the information is so accessible in today's age. To be informed about something when you go to a business deal only weaponizes you more to be able to connect to this person where you have nothing in common other than maybe a love for a game that this guy saw, sat court row yep. and you had a good game. And then they, they try to hit you with the jock shit. Then you can talk about wine and then blend on that. Like totally. for me, so <clears throat> I call wine the uh, the social equalizer. Oh, for sure. You know, wine, oh. wine and hip hop. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you, thing. no, you have it's no it, clue. It's like you'll meet somebody exactly like you described. And then as soon as you start talking that wine, it's like, oh, wow, they're seeing past the track suit. Yeah. I just came from Austin, just, just like this. <laughs> I had no judgment. I had no it's judgment. It's just like they see past whatever else. And it's yeah. like, because they understand that in their world, there's all kinds of different people coming. Yeah. So that that's dope to see, man. So with you now in retirement, yeah. you know, and not quite retired because here you really we doing have it. a very full-time job. Yeah, yeah. I got three full-time jobs. <laughs> I got my family. I got TV. But like my life is full, right? And, exactly. and as retirement, I had to redefine what happiness was, mm. right? So happiness playing basketball to me was like getting on a grind and seeing results week by week, day by day, month by month, whatever that was, and like winning or losing, right? And then when you retire, you're like, Shit, I don't even have to do nothing today. I'm all right. <laughs> like, nobody's telling me nothing. Like, I've never had to live that. I'm 39. This I'll be 40 this year. Think about it. This is only my fourth year of having nobody build my schedule. Right. Ever in my entire life. That, that freedom, the freedom is crazy. cool, but also a little weird. For me, it was a lot early on. But now with the, 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 the flow that we have with Chosen, the flow that I have with Turner, um, like or Warner now, uh, like NBA TV, doing NBA Twitter Live, road tripping. I get to talk basketball, love it. And so it's, I have to, like on a flight over here, I got up from Atlanta at four in the morning and to get on a, a six o'clock flight, right? So on that flight, you would think, okay, Channing, get some sleep. But like, it's a two hour flight. I slept one hour. Then I'm on YouTube looking at wine stuff. Because if I don't switch my brain over to wine, yeah. It's like it's a different yeah. thing altogether because in basketball, I'm supposed to be knowledgeable about 450 players, what they're doing, each, all 30 teams, like what's happening next year, what's happening now, who's in a playoff run. And then all of a sudden when I come into wine, I'm supposed to be, what does this taste like? What's this alcohol percentage? So I have to find that ba balance. And that's what I'm, I love that I'm constantly hungry for all the information, just had to put it in the right pockets. And not including my family, because now my kids play sports. It's crazy. Wow. So, like, with all of that, you know, starting a wine business, yeah. and especially, like, when you guys started the business, that's not the easiest thing We're in crazy. the world. You we know, must like, have been drunk. What, what was that process like? Did you, did you know, while you were in the league, did you already know, like, okay, when I get out, I'm going to go into this wine phase? Or was it like you were out? Let me figure out what the next move is and then... No. When, you know, wine was always a big thing on our team. Obviously, Kevin and I are close friends. It's like, you know, it's like my guy. And so we would sit and I was like, man, after I, would, I, I actually announced it here in, uh, in New York, I wrote a real cryptic... I was trying to be funny, but nobody... It, the joke went over a lot of people <laughs> until my wife called me. It was like, did you just announce your retirement like that? I was basically like, man, this... It's amazing. My last time in Madison Square Garden. We talked about doing this. Um, we wanted to do something that was authentic to us as a group. Um, now, mind you, you hear from me the most because Kevin is focused 
he has a small window playing basketball. Right. I think he's on year 15, 14, so 18, 15 or 16. So he may play two, three, four years, or he may not play next year. So for me to set and pave the way of like, here's what's expected. Here's how hard this is. Here's, right. here's easy stuff. Here's this has been fun. But also as the leader, understanding from 125 cases to 35 to 5,000 cases or where we need you the most for each person on our team has been, excuse me, invaluable. And I think a lot of people, it's hard to take time out of your life for that. But I wanted to do this right. And I wanted to not only do it, but if people have questions for me to say, don't do it that way, because that way they win, right? You need to win if you do two hours more of work. That two hours earns you trust with, with this group of people who can solidify you, right? Like we've never at Chosen, never tried to be famous. We are who we are, right. right? We have never tried to make Chosen famous as like a buy quick now. We've tried to slowly and authentically promote this without pushing this down people's throat. Right. I, we want you to trust us. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Not buy this because I'm Channing Fry. No. I've been like, yo, look, I'm Channing Fry. But and I'm we're doing, doing this. this. Yeah. This is what it is, and always highlighting the product and not really yourself. Or no. You know, we want the label to look like this. I'm this not the winemaker. Mine is the. And is guess the what? Star. I'm not the winemaker, and our winemakers are legit, and they are certified because they do their own work, right. and they've inspired us. They've inspired me to work with them. They've inspired me to like understand my wine journey and my palate, mm. which is fun. Right? Because I'm trying new foods. I'm trying new smells. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't really, you know, most people don't get a chance to eat rabbit or quail or bison or these kind of off off the beaten path thing, elk, venison. Yo, Tony, Tony Parker gave me pigeon once. How was I, it? It was, it was slamming. It was, was slamming. Uh, I, I thought it was duck first. And then <laughs> but it's a French pigeon. That's yeah, a pigeon. Exactly. It's different than a New <laughs> so, York pigeon. I was like, uh, so... It's duck. That's it's amazing. He's like, oh, that's pigeon. I was like, hmm. Because I'm thinking like Bronx pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen. A Bronx <laughs> so pigeon is a rat with wings, dog. That's but, disgusting. But then, but I'm like, you know, we in France. It was an amazing restaurant. How, I, okay, so <laughs> how was his wine? Delicious. Good. Amazing. It had amazing. to be amazing. Yo, this you can't dude, be in France and not make his, So Because he's not like looking at like big brand roles. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's like looking at like Chateau type yeah. shit. Yeah. Really, really strict selection process. Sometimes they're throwing away whole clusters. Yeah. Like, nah. Well, listen, if you don't drop fruit, then you're not doing it. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to tell you that right now. We drop fruit. Almost all of our winemakers drop fruit. You have to. Like, you can't. I I take the eagle method, right? right? I don't know if people watch National (laughs) Geographic. If you want your, if you got three eagles, three eaglets, and you only got enough food for one or two, the last one gets kicked off Mm -hmm. for the benefit of these two. Now, it's cold, it's, it's cold like but again, <laughs> you, you pay for ice cold right. because that's me putting money on the ground to make sure that these two clusters, these four, I think we do four for Pinot and then maybe six for Chardonnay, but like those clusters get the most attention. It's about the quality. It is about the quality of what we do and how we do, what sites we use. But if you're not educated on that, if that doesn't matter to you, yeah. if you're trying to get a get quick you know, scheme, yeah, it ain't going to matter. We're not, I want to be able to do this to the point where I'm the source of information for the Northwest. Right. That's my goal for this. Now, I, I always say I'm a rookie. My people tell me I'm not a rookie you anymore. You win now. You win. You win. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> listen, listen. Look, look, look. Budding all-star in a second. I'm, <laughs> as much work as we're putting in, I think we're on the, that part of the roller coaster. Right. Where it goes like this, and I and I hope so. I hope you're that looking, like you're looking at what the drop feels like. You're like okay. Well. Yeah, but if you don't got a good team on the drop, nah, right? Know. But you know, again, it's just reaching out, and everyone's like, oh, you know, how do you reach more black people? You go, you got to talk to black people, yeah. and you know, like you're a lot of people in the wine country aren't used to seeing black people out there, and black people think, oh, wine country, they're not going to treat me right, mm-hmm. but you got to take a chance now. It's it's. No matter what you do, whether you're in pizza, whether you're in burgers, you got to take a chance. If you love the wine industry, if you're interested, if you want to see something that you've never seen in your life, 
something. Why does everywhere in the world, every state has a winery? Every single state has multiple wineries. Every country in the world, except for Antarctica, has wineries. (laughs) Almost, right? For the most part, every every continent. But yet, you don't want to involve yourself in that. Why? The culture that black, Hispanics, people of color would bring to this industry would be so amazing. Look at what we did to every industry. Every industry. (laughs) Why Why are you hiding from this? And there are people that are stepping. And listen, we... Your boy jumped in that Mario, you know, the little, the, the little tube with the, with the bitey plant on it. And I'm like, hey, man, listen, we rock. I'm, I'm here. We're trying to do it right. We're young and we're energetic. And wherever you are is perfectly fine with us. Just we're trying to make that for you. We're also trying to make it for the collector. Right. And just, you know, kind of trust us with this. But it's been, it's been fun to do it. So the way the way that I judge music a lot of times, like when the song comes on, like recently I heard that 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 new Lil Wayne shit. What's the name of it? Um, Can't nobody. I heard that that like, he murdered like that. Three seconds in, I was like, mm, I'm listening to it. I had that same face when I when I drank this yeah. bar just now. So can you tell us about what we're drinking? We're drinking some chosen family. We're right drinking now. chosen family. So I started I started over here, man. I started yeah. with the 2021 chosen family. It's the Pinot. Yeah. Right? So. Number one, this is our second vintage. Uh, we had a 19, sold out. Uh, we did not make a 20 Pinot Noir from Oregon because there were fires. So for us, I can't make bullshit. I, I cannot. We cannot as chosen. Because again, if so, the people... Are, are cho- the ones you're drinking are the chosen one. <laughs> well, not only that, but think about all the things that people will go, I knew it. Or about, you know, this is what I thought. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all the things stacked up. But I like that pressure, right? In basketball, there's two types of players when it's crunch time. There's roaches and moss. Right? (laughs) Roaches hide when the lights get bright and moss go right to the flame. Ready to die to win. Right? Okay, so certain players are roaches. We are not roaches. We are ready for that light. We're because we we're solid on our on our production. We're solid on our, our practices. But this 21, number one, 21 the year for Oregon is off the charts. Mm. Everything was amazing. I think that is due to the 20 where people are more appreciative of it and kind of just let it be. And it was everything that you would want out of a Pinot. Uh, These are what you're going to see if you live in New York, if you live in California, Washington. You're going to see most of these out in the marketplace. Grocery stores, wine clubs, buy the glass at your favorite restaurant. When we talk about inclusivity, most of our wines at the beginning were higher end wines because we don't devalue who we work with. So whatever their price is, that's our right. price. Right. We cannot do that to them. We're working with them, and I'm not Costco. Right? right. We not do. When I started selling bud, I only had Dubs and Fitch. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> dubs and but- Fitch. Right. Semi <laughs> was there. We trying to run them numbers up, y'all. You want to help grow the brand? Subscribe to the YouTube right now. Be the first to check out new episodes of Taste and Notes from the Streets, our fire visual and event series where we pair our favorite foods from the hood with different wines from around the world. I mean, if you only listen to the podcast, you're only getting half the fun. So subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube. One. But, you know, I think for us it was... Um everyone says, oh, I want to be inclusive. I want people to do this. But you're not paying attention to like, people got to work hard for this money. This is a luxury product, right? So if you don't value $20, if your $20 wine is boo-boo, why is somebody going to trust you with 30 or 40 or 50? walk people up. Walk them up or teach them. Where even if they go, I don't know if I love it, I respect the quality. Like, Think about, I've been a Nike athlete since I've been 15. Obviously, I live in Oregon. Nike people are like my family. There may be some Nikes that you go, I don't know if I love it, but these mugs feel good as shit, but they're not for me, but like somebody else. I get it. That's what we want, right? So if you look at our lineup, we make Rosé, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, all under the Willamette Valley brand. Uh, Next year, the year after that, we're coming out with a... Uh, a 50 or under dollar bottle of bubbles. So I don't say champagne because we don't make champagne. So when we say bubbles or sparkling wine, mm-hmm. so that's probably going to be either 
uh, Blanc to Blanc, which is Chardonnay, which will be straight white. This is the fun bubbles, right? Nothing crazy. Would you ever go with like the traditional, like, because Pinot on the Wall thrives also out there. Would y'all would go like traditional varietals for so we do, we do a traditional method, Blanc to Blanc, four years on Lees. So that, I like, people are used to over, so the, the amount of sugar is called like a dosage, right? Mm-hmm. So most people, when you buy champagne, it has crazy sugar in it. That's why you get that headache. We want low dosage. We want to slowly make it. If anybody has an opportunity, try grower champagne. Mm-hmm. Go to your favorite place, try grower champagne. Your mind will be blown for the cost, for the price. It's I love, amazing. I love, I love teaching moments, y'all. Like, yeah. I try to keep a teaching moment <laughs> okay. every podcast. Now, for y'all at home, the growers champagnes, they don't just purchase their grapes, but they grow them as well as make the wine. So I like it, people that yes. keep their hands dirty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is the best and funnest thing. If you like bubbles, I understand you're going to like the big names. Go to the thing. Facts. Go to the wine shop. If you tell the wine shop guy, if he's good, I need three or four bottles of grower champagne, your mind is going to explode. Go get that Savar. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, dude, yeah. there's so many. Like, I have a whole fridge full of just grower champagne because for the cost, have you ever had champagne and sushi? What? Have you ever had champagne and, uh, like, fried chicken? Oh, man. That, what? That's the, that's crazy. The that's the right? That is the parent. It yeah. is crazy to think, but, like, our culture and wine, the food we eat and wine, collard greens, fried chicken, yep. all that kind of buttery, big, thick stuff. If you get something with some acid, it is fire. So you, you absolute hit, you fire. Hit now, what I suggest trying, especially with this 2021, go to the Bronx. Yeah. Get some Jamaican beef patties. Ooh, wait, do you like, wait, wait, wait. Do you like with cheese or no cheese? I don't do cheese. Okay, I'm I don't do cheese either. I'm I'm okay, I don't do yeah, cheese yeah, either. Yeah. I'm a young man, you know okay. what I'm saying? I'm just so checking, gotta, listen, look. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, yeah. But yes, man, you get the you get the beef patty with cocoa bread. And oh. this right here? Fire. I'm telling, like. Because this has, like, such a nice body also. Yeah. But, like, such generous fruit. Yeah, I think for us, we didn't want to be soft or light in our hand and how we are making it. I think for us, we want to be true to what happened that year in the Valley. Mm-hmm. And so 21 was a great year. So if we were to go back to our library or try our 19s, our 19s were really, it was really wet during mm-hmm. harvest. And so the grapes are going to be way more, not going to use the word muddy, but like thicker, right. more forest floor, more like kind of like mushroomy, mossy, but in a good way, right? It's gonna have that more Pinot funk on it, yeah, right? Find the funk is my jam. You can't find the yeah, funk. Yes, yeah, good song. Okay, okay. Jam, but like each year we can't make the same wine. It's impossible. Right. But the 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 quality of our wines are what we are striving to do every single time because we do it like this, the way we do that. We blind taste as a group, and then we have to. You literally got to argue. Hey, barrels one, three, seven, eight. And I think eight is the, right? Like when you're making a track, you're like, yo, I think verse eight or, you know, I think number eight should be the single. Mm -hmm. Why? What is the name of the album? Does this make sense? Can you talk about this? What is like, so we got people in the room that like, what makes sense for this year? What happened over here? We're trying other people's stuff, right? Because we're like, yo, are we? Where does this fit? Where does this fit? Exactly. So. For us, it's like really thought out and really, you know, and I hate using this word a thousand times, but authentic is what we try to be all the time. Because if I want to give this to my wife or my mother-in-law, my brother, I can't put no boo-boo junk in a, in a bottle mm. and ask them to spend their hard-earned money. Right. We're not doing that, right? We're not doing that. And, and I wouldn't take time away from my family. I didn't retire to do this, <laughs> to put some junk in a bottle. I'm not spending that much time to do this. So just, yeah, like we're doing this the right way. Right. I want to try. Yeah, yeah. Right here. So, this so is, now you mentioned there's a dope story behind this. Yes. So, um, Bunch of dope stories behind this. So t- tell me a little bit about this. So these labels are the start of our, our story. These are our collaboration labels. Most wineries, you know, you get a vineyard and you talk about your estate like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. For us, we didn't start out with an estate. So we started out with our story. Now, where does our story come from? And where does it 
grow. Because if you're drinking different wines, you're going to find something that blows your mind. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know a lot about Sonoma Coast. I didn't know a lot about Fort Ross Seaview. I didn't know about, uh, like, you know, West Sonoma, which is now an AVA, right? I think they just passed it last year. So for us, I start chosen. I get a call. Joe Harden, who's the winemaker at Nickel and Nickel, goes, hey, Channing, you know, I'm making wine for other NBA players. For me, he was like, hey, we have our own label, Salty Goats, and we're making some wine. We'd love for you to come down and try it. Let's meet. Let's see if we can do something. So I'm like, ooh, California Pinot, right? And I'm a Oregon wine, Oregon Pinot snob. So I was like, boy, this is about to be hot jam yeah. <laughs> prune juice. We get in there. Number one, Joe and Phil are hoopers, surfers, golfers, coolest, best of the best people. Number one. Number two, they start showing us their bottles. Or not their bottles, but their barrels. So we're blind tasting their barrels. And we said, ain't no way. This? We said, what? He going to side have me, yo. Let's have me, y'all. We, we legit. Because we brought me, Jake, who's been in the industry, myself, Jake's been in the industry, and Chase Renton, who's a winemaker in Dundee Hills. So like the ground crew of Oregon. So he looks at me, and he's pretty stoic, and he goes, oh, shit. This joint was slapping. Slapping. And we were like, what? So then we start talking to them. Then the winemakers start talking, and then the relationship went from there. So for us to tell their story, they gave us half of their first vintage to tell their story. And for us to be audacious enough to bring Sonoma Coast, Fort Ross Seaview back to Oregon and for people to be shocked and to learn and to grow. And now for me, now that's my favorite California Pinot, that AVA, right? Warefare, I think it's Hugo. We have Costa Brown makes stuff, obviously Salty Goats. It really is encouraging of that educational part. And then for me, then we were like, yo, they were showing us around Napa and we're like, I mean, you're making a cab. Why don't we make a cab? So they were like, all right, where do you want it from? And I was like, well, we were like, well, we don't want like the floor. We don't want the main strip. Right. It's a little hot for us, a little oaky for us. I'm like, I like Howl Mountain the best, personally. Mm-hmm. It's going to slap your face off the first year. Right. But you, give us some time. Give us some time. So we got a Howl Mountain coming out with them, too. So to build that relationship. But this is our second year of working with Salty Goats. Um, it is awesome to try the contrast from... Dundee Hills volcanic jewelry soil to the Sonoma Coast, and I use this word salinity, right? It's like if you were to take water, okay, take a plant, and then every day they get that cool mist in the morning from the ocean, and all that goes into the, into the ground, it's going to change those grapes. It's going to give it a softness, right? It's going to give it a, uh, you know, just this roundness that I really appreciate and the freshness, how they make it. So these dudes are... Top so notch in my book. That's actually, it's crazy. You literally took the words out of my mouth of what stands out. Like, the acidity stands out. Yeah. Like, this doesn't taste like Sonoma Coast Pinot. You mm. know, like, not at all. It's- well, I think you're, you're, you're used to drinking Sonoma Coast Pinot that gets baked in the sun. Yeah, because this is, like, the softness in this is, like, really what the, the main difference is. Absolutely. Which is, stylistically for us, mm. what we love. I think for us, you always look at Burgundy as Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. and we're trying to emulate them but do it in our own fashion. I think for us, when we work with winemakers, number one, they got to be stand-up folks. And all the people we work with are stand-up, right? They they are the chosen family, (laughs) right? Anything that they need from us. And I love getting winemakers in a room, Right. right? Like we're getting ready to go to the Ruth Fun Gala. Joe and Phil will be there. I think Jackson, Thomas might be there. So, like, we have three, four of our winemakers in one room talking about wines that they're making and collaborating with us and why and why it makes sense and, like, pushing the culture of wine of, like, again, it's not a competition. Like, right. you, nobody, what psycho drinks the same wine every single night? It don't work. It don't work like that. That's, Absolutely not. That's something that I've so tried get your, to push. Get your butt a margarita <laughs> one night. Okay, get a margarita. I've tried to push, you know, Coming from the hip hop world, it's like the way we grew up is super brand centric. Yeah. You know, I drink Henny, I drink, I used to drink, uh, what's the name of that shit? Uh, oh, uh, uh, was it not Ninja Turtle? The Hulk? 
Oh, that Incredible Hulk. Incredible man. Hulk? That's yeah. Oh, my I goodness. The Incredible Hulk. The Cavassier. Oh, damn you, Buster Rhymes. That shit is disgusting. <laughs> he, fucked <it> <laughs> he fucked it up. Hey, I'm young. I'm like, man, pass me the Cavassier. I said, cut. I said, cut. Cut. Nah, man. Yo, you know what, man? Look, full disclosure, I used to drink Bacardi Limon. I'm not even mad, like, but uh, wait, Corona Limonas? <laughs> corona Limonas used to hit. You take a shot of Bacardi Limon, put it in a Corona, about three of those, your boy was dancing. But you know, you get so brand centric. Yeah. But for wine, I like to stick to regions and understanding yeah. what the style of the region is. And then within that, that's when you get those small nuanced differences. Absolutely. So a way that I explain the way that terroir works a lot is you think about look at drill rap yeah a drill rapper from brooklyn sounds different from a drill rapper from the bronx right sounds different from a drill rapper in chicago oh. sounds different from a drill rapper in the uk yeah but it's all the same thing it's just a slight nuance difference Dude, you can talk, in that, you, you know? can talk about like north carolina virginia music with like oh, pharrell and, exactly. and and uh timbaland then you can talk about chicago music then you could talk about like uh, North Car California rap yep. versus like Lower Cali rap versus got, Texas versus weird spots like North Carolina is a weird spot because yeah. it's in the South. Why, Pete Pablo, bar, man, man, North Carolina. Bar there. That's the thing. J yeah. Cole. Oh yeah. Uh, who else? There's another dude, Rain Nine One Zero. He's a low key, but he's dope. Okay. Um, Pete Pablo. Pete Pablo. I mean, okay, I'm joking. Like, I'm totally joking. You better not agree with me. You better not agree with me. I know damn Pete Pablo. Pete Pablo is my shit. Okay, it what's that? Playlist. It <laughs> Time and a place. Time, Time and a place. Time and a place. It's buttery Chardonnay. Listen. Time and a place. Damn. I did not think I would mention Pete Pablo Rhapsody, today. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother, like all these people coming out of... but. It's in the South, whereas you, you don't look at the South for the bar spinners, but look mm -mm. at who's coming out of there. So it's just, it's interesting. Like, uh, I, I think about Taiwan hip-hop, but I focus on regions. Yeah. Understanding the style of the region and wine is really, that's why you look at all of these winemakers from a certain area. They all tight because they're all trying to represent where they're from. For sure. Together. Right, <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. I think, you know, like Oregon, now that you mentioned that, it's like Atlanta. It's like... You know, T.I. could be for... Oregon is the Atlanta of wine. It, absolutely, and because Atlanta. you're you may be in, like, let's say Dundee Hills, and you may be T.I., but all of a sudden you go to Yola Amity, and you're like, future, you go over here, you're Young Thug and Gunna, which yep. I don't know if anybody want to be over there anymore, <laughs> right? You might catch a case. You might, yeah, you definitely catch something over there. Listen, you're going to be locked up in the Pinta. But, you know, like, but each... But they all represent the the state, and it's all like, man, everything is hidden. It just depends on what you feel like listening or drinking, and, mm -hmm. and it, it is uh, pretty amazing to be a part of that culture. That is dope. What are some of the um, the the things that you've taken from your basketball career and input into your wine career now? Uh, putting the work in every day, putting the work in every fucking day. Uh, whether I want to do this, oh, it's a grind. Do it when you don't feel like doing it. So that's a mental exercise, right? Now, I'm retraining myself to do that, right? Like, it's like, man, I'm really tired and, you know, I don't want to run or work out or lift. But you got to do things you don't want to do or you lose your edge. You have to. Whether it's me getting in a cold shower. Because you know what's crazy? If you don't like the cold shower, which I do not, yeah. your body will literally stop you. And if your mind can't tell your body what to do, then you're going to be lazy as shit, and you're going to take you're going to take shortcuts. I live a luscious life. We sitting here in New York on for it's barely five o'clock, and we we living good, yeah. doing podcast. We chilling, and I got nothing else to do. This is a wonderful life that we're living. And so if I don't make myself uncomfortable, how am I going to relate to people? How am I going to relate to the winemakers that are grinding every single day? How am I going to understand what they're doing? How I can help them? If I'm not available to work, then I'm just falling into a line as everyone else. Mm. So that's one thing that I definitely figured out about wine. If I put in the work, good things happen, right? And I don't, as a teammate and as an NBA player, I understand not every day is going to be a 10. If I can average a six for a week, I'm up, I'm up seven points. Mm. If I'm up seven points a month, now I'm up 28. Right. It's understanding that, that 
it, yeah. it, it adds up. One, just, just win, sure win by one every day. Win my win by one every day. That's it, right? Because some days you may get ten, some days you're just sick. You get a one. Like with that, what do you feel like? What do you feel has been the most difficult part for you to push past when you don't feel like doing it? Uh, it's not the push past. I'm going to rephrase your question. The most difficult thing about our industry is breaking things, breaking generational, not only barriers but like generational uh, stereotypes. Like I want to, I grew up in Arizona, predominantly Hispanic community, predominantly Hispanic high school. No, no, hell no. I tried. <laughs> I took Spanish seven years and uh, they must have passed me because I played basketball. This is that language I really want to learn, but this shit oh, don't compute. Dude, it no. Don't compute. But, you know, for me, it's like, wh- why can't we share this with everybody? That's my thing. It's like, I don't want this for myself. I don't want to hoard this like and say, oh, let me just hold this for myself. Like, I want all the different cultures to come in this and make this better and make mm. this different and bring your point of view to it. It's just they go, well, that's just not for me. Like, what do you? You don't know. You don't know what's for you. Yeah. You ain't never tried it. I always we tell our kids, man, have a no thank you bite. <laughs> right? Just have a no thank you bite. Be able to tell me you don't like. Tell me why you don't like it. Show your work. To, but I'm okay with that. I am. I would rather you have an intellectual thought while mm-hmm. we are sitting here enjoying this, or while your friends. I don't like this. It's a little too. You know, people say, well, it's a little too much bite. Well, it's fresh. Right. Right. It's young. Exactly. It's fresh. If something out the bottle tastes the same way every single year, then you're getting duped. Yeah. You're getting <laughs> like duped. So they're putting sugar in there. You're yeah. talking about why do I get headaches? Because they're putting sugar in there. That's the only way to make wine taste the same way is you have a regimented wood chips. They don't use barrels. They use wood chips in a tank and sugar. I just I'm probably going to get canceled for that. But that's the I mean, it should not taste the same every single year. It shouldn't. It should. And the thing that I realize, especially with that, is that you are actively doing the work to yeah. change the industry. I know that you work closely with our family, the Roots Fund. Yeah, absolutely. You know, can you tell me a little bit about why working with the Roots Fund is important and what that's been like for you in your time working with The biggest questions I get are, you know, are, are you and CJ in competition? And no, myself, CJ, Isaiah Thomas, any other athlete that's retired right. or playing that's in the wine space, we're not in competition. We're more of a a family, a group. We're trying to promote each other. So, and then secondly, the Roots Fund. I met a Kimmy, and she moved me. She's been at the crib. The Kimmy's like a sister, man. Yeah. Like anything she needs. She has a way of like getting in and then growing. Oh on yeah, her. yeah, yeah. She is like a a, a, a dang vine, right? Yeah. She's like a Merlot grape, right? She, she can grow, grow anywhere. Next thing you know, what the hell are you thinking? Man, listen, she's like what? Like, are you why, cooking? Why am I helping you move right now? I don't even know. Like, but you're not even mad. But again. <laughs> People ask, well, how can I help? And what do I need to do? I don't have the bandwidth or the connections to connect people who want to be in the industry to where they need to be. But it's also, we're in a business. If you're not prepared, if you don't get an opportunity to learn without getting fired, then you're not going to learn. You're never going to learn. People who grew up in wine country will always get those jobs. And people of color most likely do not grow up in wine country. So you take somebody from Chicago, the Bronx, North Carolina, Louisiana, uh, Memphis, and you put them in these situations to grow, to go through harvest, to learn, to really dive into that culture, and then you put them, they say, you know what, I want to be an engineer of this, I want to be a barrel maker, I want to be a true wine maker, I want to work a tasting room, I want to be social media. that exposure. Yes. That's the, like, I came in through the wine industry, now I've I've been in the wine industry almost 20 years. Damn. This year is 19. You old as shit. I am, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Damn! Damn. But yeah, yeah. Like, nah, y'all been in the business now 19 years, and the thing is, I came in through operations. I started out packing boxes, and yeah, grew and grew and grew. I ended up leaving the wine auction world as the director, well, the uh, auction director of Wine Auction House. So it was like I was able to see all of these different spokes in the industry. So many people think that the only opportunity is being a winemaker. No. Or, being a sommelier, and you immediately cancel yourself out of that. Yeah. But there's a lot of room and so many different Millions of jobs. The thing that I like about the Roots Fund, a lot of people have great intentions. They want to do this stuff, but they don't, they don't, one, have the the work ethic and connections. Yeah. 
and the Roots Fund is, in my opinion, the perfect uh, um, organization uh, pushing diversity and wine. Like they do the work, man, and, yeah. and they they understand the business well enough to provide that exposure for a lot of people of color. You know, which is I love which is dope. it. I love supporting them, and you know, I, I continue. Every time I, I step up and wake up in the morning, it's like, okay, what does chosen need? And then what does a culture of wine need? And if I could do that hand in hand, then I'm doing right every day. Definitely, man. I, I got to say, man. And the, the, the thing is, like, I look at you doing this and this. You don't have to do it. Like, wine is a I ain't got to do shit. I'm going to tell you this. I ain't got to do like, shit. Wine is a hard job. Like, yeah. What is it in you that says this is difficult? But fuck that, I gotta do this. Like, what makes it uh, a drive for you? It makes me happy. Like, honestly, it makes me happy to share it. It makes me happy because I'm uncomfortable because I've never had to be a businessman or have employees or do P&Ls or yeah. go through these damn <laughs> meetings. Boy, you're killing me, right? But it's also, it makes me happy that I can see the effect that I have in a space. I keep my head down. We do. We keep our head down. We just work. We're just like, we got to make this work. We got to make this work. How do we make it work more? How do we make it work better? How do we have all the mechanisms for people to get it without excuses, right? And then we put our head up and then we see people who are like, how can we help you? We see what you're doing. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> damn, I didn't know y'all saw me. But because my head is like to the right. next step. So I appreciate that. And like what I've learned you know, from my parents passing in 2016 to winning a championship to my boys taking care of me, you know, where it's just like, I'm a happy-go-lucky dude. Channing was not happy-go-lucky. I was on yeah. the dark side. Yeah. And they became my chosen family, which is another reason for the, for the uh, thing. I value people's time and money because I want to spend this time with you. And this can be in the center of the table. And you can enjoy it and have a conversation about it. Or go, oh man, do you remember when Channing got dunked on by Blake Griffin? Or do you remember when Kevin uh, had 34 and a quarter? Or like any of those memories, right? It's, we want that. I want that for our business, uh, for our brand. And, um, uh, and yeah, it's like if I find something that makes me happy that I can move a culture to, then for sure, I'm, I'm willing to do the work. I'm not afraid of work. Mm. And last question, I just because yeah, I yeah. Have, to, have to ask. Yeah, you, yeah. Man. You know, we talked a little bit about, you know, that chip in Cleveland, man. I, I got to say, I, I personally, that was my favorite championship I've ever seen. Woo! Mine too. I've, <laughs> I've never seen Mine no too. shit like that. Like, that was crazy. Came back 3-1 twice. Yeah. Look, I ain't no shots. I love Kevin Durant. But, like, me and Kevin Durant. <laughs> Go to I, I say, you ain't say it. I say oh, it. Oh, I'll say you it. Ain't say it. It was unfair. There was no, we saw Scout, the like, the film, and we're just like, who are we going to double team? The greatest shooter alive, one of the best scorers of all time, or Klay Thompson? We're like, damn. Like, well, here we go. <laughs> Don't was, get swept. <laughs> that was something, like, amazing, man. If you could just take me through what that feels like to have the chips down on you like yeah. that. And then to come back, not once, but twice to get the chip. Yeah. Like, just... Told me through that whole thing, man. It's as simple as this. Is like there were no excuses of are they better than us? We watched film of like here are the mistakes we made. Mm. They did their job by taking advantage of our mistakes. If we cut down mistakes and if we play our game, we give ourselves a chance, which is all we wanted. So instead of playing Golden State's game, if you notice, we started to get very physical. We started bothering yeah, him. Yeah. The minute Steph threw his mouthpiece, we said, it's working. Then we turned it up a little bit more. Now, it's Del game Dova six. <laughs> oh, dude. Delvadova, you got Curry, you got uh, uh, JR, Shump, yeah. you know, all those guys. So for us, it was, and this is a big life lesson. When you're, when you're up against something that no one has ever done, it is not about what everyone else is doing. It is about what mistakes you can avoid. And are you going to pinpoint needle lock in on what fucking matters when it matters. Mm. Our biggest thing of our team is keep the main thing the main thing. Mm. That's it. Keep the main thing the main thing. If we can say that to any of us and they know exactly what we're talking about, because at that point, we went to eat, we're watching film. You go to sleep, I had uh, headphones on, 
listening to calming music because my heart was thumping. Right. Because, you know, when you go to sleep and you think about the game, I started sweating. I can't even imagine. And I knew I wasn't going to play. It was too fast out there. It was too much. <laughs> but, like, when you literally are willing to sacrifice everything for that one thing, it really comes down to doing your best, whether that's sitting on a bench, whether that's playing, whether that's coaching, and your preparation, and what is what what means the most. So, and that's keeping the main thing the main thing. Man, I gotta say, man, look, dude, I am appreciate it. I am a fan. Thank I, you. I mean, the wines. Oh. Oregon is like I said, man. Or, Oregon on fire. Got something to say. Why have you come out? Yeah, yeah. Why have you come out? We'll we'll show you around. That's the thing, man. Look, yo, thank you for doing this. I I mean, the wines are stellar. Make sure y'all go out, go support the wines. Support my brother right here, man. I'm I'm super appreciative. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Um, Pizza, wine, prosciutto. So without further ado, (laughs) cheers. Cheers. This was a moment in wine and hip hop, brought to you by Crew Love.